Today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. So last night, John and I actually made dinner together without killing each other. Who made dinner? I know, I know. It's shocking. I I feel like that's what I love about HelloFresh is whether you are somebody that doesn't really love cooking because I don't. I just love to eat. I hate the time that it takes to cook. Or if you do love cooking, it kind of works for both of you. Like he really, really enjoyed it, which I was surprised Um, because everything was pre-measured and it was like a really great recipe and it only took 30 minutes. So I didn't go insane of hunger (laughs) as I usually do. And yeah, we just cooked completely together and it was so insanely delicious. Yeah. So what I love about HelloFresh is that last week during, before the garbage (laughs) happened, before we got to election night, I was waiting and like patiently looking and, um, and then I got a knock on the door and there was a giant box, giant, giant box, like the size of my head. And like the guy who delivered it was like, what is this? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's food. It's dinner. Thank you. And so they deliver all this food straight to your door, which I, if you know anything about me, like I love going to the grocery store, but like not all the time <laughs> and especially not at night. So getting that food directly to me was awesome. So it comes straight to your door. Super convenient. You take it all out. It's easy to read step by step. Um, I cooked two meals last week. I did it over Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. which blew up our Instagram. So people were like, what are you doing? You're never on here. And I'm like, I'm cooking food. <laughs> like, that's what I'm doing. So I really, really enjoyed it all. And the box was super cool because it comes in like an insulated box. Yes. So you don't have to worry about anything, anything getting, spoiled. Like, or whatever. Yeah. You get it immediately, which I love. <sighs> it was super I good. I have the Tortellini uh, One Pot Wonder. It's yeah. now probably one of my all-time favorite foods. It was so delicious. I couldn't even believe how much right. I did. And there was, like, enough of it to actually save for later. Oh, yeah. So we oh. got the, the portion that was just for two people. Right. Um, but, you know, we each had our dinner. And then we were able to put a little bit away for lunch tomorrow, which was really awesome. Plus, I love that they're very, very healthy. Um, they have a registered dietitian on staff to make sure that all of their meals are nutritionally balanced, which obviously is really important to me right now because I'm really trying to focus on my health. So yeah. it just makes it easier and it's healthy. Yeah. And like you get like being nutritionally balanced and people don't understand is that what I struggle with when I cook on my own, especially cooking pescatarian is that, and does everything have the right vitamins and having HelloFresh tell me yes, yeah, <laughs> um, it has, has what you need. And they have like the labels on the outside of the box so you can see everything. So many pictures. We're going to post them all over social media again so you guys can see it. It was so awesome. So what are you doing right now? You're going to HelloFresh.com. You're going to order your meal Right now, and guess what? You get to save $35 off your first week of deliveries, which is insane. That's so much money. What are you doing? Go into HelloFresh.com. You're ordering, and you're using the code HUSTLE to save $35 off. So do that right now, and go eat. Bon appetit. Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Hi. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> it is November the 15th, our time, which I can't believe that November is almost over. 
Most of it has sucked. What the fork, <laughs> America? What the fork? Every, I feel like every month. It's just, I can't. Every month as we started this podcast. Anyone that listens to, like, last week's podcast and then they just jump right into this one, it's just complete opposite. Because yeah. we ended that one, like, so happy. And now I'm just, <laughs> I don't even have words. What did you do this weekend? <laughs> <sighs> So this weekend actually um, was Pride in Orlando. It was rescheduled because of the hurricane that Mm -hmm. happened um, in October. And something happens every year in Orlando Pride where I don't get to go. Every single year. It's just always like I'm either out of town or I have something scheduled. So this time I had a friend who um, she does weddings out at Disney. And she basically double booked herself. This was like five or six months ago. And she'd asked me, hey, will you cover one of the weddings? And I was like, yeah, no, no problem. You know, that's fine. So I wasn't thinking much of it. It was at that time, you know, it was like the date was far away. And obviously it ended up being the same weekend as Pride. So I did that. But it was fun. It was um, a lesbian wedding. So even though I wasn't at Pride, at least I felt like I was getting to do something special you know yeah. and of course disney weddings are fun too and both the and brides like were the best super time super to cute to get married during pride even yeah like, yeah, yeah it was a good weekend for the, they were in town from um new orleans so it just worked out and, like really well and for them. it's you know we it was a military not a military wedding but like one of the brides was in the military yeah. um and she was in for they were in from alaska and so veterans day was like yeah. um, friday so it was right. kind of nice like pride weekend veterans day weekend to be able to like do something with those communities um, and then, of course, Sunday I was with you and we had Friendsgiving, um, which was just so needed after the week I had because it was all horrible. Um, <laughs> but it was just good to kind of, you know, sit and just enjoy food and eat way too much macaroni and cheese and watch your daughter like Ate her body weight. And food, and yeah. then you go to someone else's house after and, eat and more. continue to eat. Yeah, <laughs> like watching her eat is so disgusting. It's no, it's so cute. It's so much. She ate so much food over the weekend. She has I so much energy though. So too much. Yeah. Friday. And then I got to mix flan and apple pie, so that was a highlight for me. Oh bad. Oh goodness. So much happened. I like Friday was Veterans Day and. Just, I feel like I was nonstop. I don't even remember what I did Friday, but I can tell you it was something. <laughs> and then Saturday, all day was work camp. Um, so getting up early into the end of the day, and then we went to Capitol Grill that night with the Bluehost guys, and that was cool. Um, just because Point Orlando now is like a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's back to being a thing. It like, does that. It, 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 yeah, every like, like goes two through, years, it dies. Yeah, and then it's like revived. It's like the city of Atlantis or something. Like you just find it. <laughs> <laughs> So now it's a thing. There's like a sub below zero bar there and like all kind of weird stuff. So just walking around and seeing how it's now alive from like it's risen from the ashes. It's in its Phoenix moment. Um, you can think probably I drive 360 for that, I guess. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Because it's such a it's walking distance. And so yeah. um, people just whoever stay in the hotels, they just up and down. I drive the whole time, I'm sure. Uh, I never go over there except to go to Shake Shack, so... Hell yeah, <laughs> Like, that's Shack. the only time. I go Shake Shack, and then we leave. Like, we get to go, and we come home. Uh, and then Sunday, I got up early. I shot my friend's son um, for his senior pictures. He's going to Auburn, and we went to Port Orleans Riverside, which was crazy, like, Mickey Waffle smell all morning. And mm, yeah. so I'm like, this, I just want to go eat Mickey Waffles. And then we did Friendsgiving, and then my best one of my best friend's daughter turned three, so I went to her house and hung out and... It's good that it's, you know, it was a busy, busy weekend to, like, kind of distract because during the Because Wednesday, I didn't do anything, so. Yeah, (laughs) I, you know, like, Tuesday, you know, obviously we recorded and obviously we went to go vote because we like to vote on voting day. Yeah. And Tuesday night, um, like, 
Honestly, I wasn't even worried until my brother texted me. And oh, no. like my brother works, like, for those of you that don't know, my brother <laughs> so works stressful. in politics. He works for MoveOn.org. His name is Benjamin O'Keefe. And he's, like, he's kind of a, a big name in, in young people politics, yeah, and like, I guess I feel you could like, say. Yeah, in terms of, like, millennial yeah. politics and mm-hmm. representation. Um, so he goes to, you know, every conference and he speaks at things and yada, yada, yada. So he's very involved in politics and... um you know, I know that he often, like, will get information first or, you know, has, like, people working around him who know things or, you know, all that good stuff. So when he texted me um, kind of out of the blue and he just said, it's it's not looking good. And I knew that he was starting. I knew what he was doing immediately. What he was doing was starting to send me little things to prepare me for when he called me to tell right. me what he was going to call me. Um, well, like what he was going to eventually tell me. So, but I knew that he wouldn't say that in the beginning if he didn't already know, yeah. like, this is not, this is going to go bad. Because they get in the um, media, they get all the numbers and they get them live and they yeah. understand what's happening versus us. You know, I think coverage really didn't start until And coverage eight. was very, and it was very limited. wrong and weird. Like, well, it was we like, S- we weren't S- getting S- everything that we needed yeah. to get. And there were a lot of different outlets that were, like, reporting things wrong or not calling things. That's which, usual. of course, yeah, always happens, which is, is just yeah. kind of ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, he told me that, and I was just like, oh, God. And, I, I mean, I stayed up till, I think, one thirty, So I stayed up pretty late. Um, and I talked to him before I went to bed and, and we just had like probably one of the worst conversations we've ever had. Like we were just so both. So like, we didn't know what to say. Like we're both trying to comfort each other. And it was just, you know, I know I'm going to see him. I'll see him later this week, but it was just kind of like, I don't even know what to say. Like, we're both just like, sorry for each other and what we're both going to have to be like facing and dealing as, as activists and just as people who, not only like people of color, queer people, women, but just like people who care about America and about the world. Um, so yeah, it was just it was not an enjoyable time, obviously, for anyone that I know. Uh, and then of course the next few days that followed, it was just you know there's protests and there's just all these different things coming going around and and uh, the stuff going on with the electoral college, you know, because everyone's hoping that they will vote yeah. in a different way, which obviously like I'm not. Uh, not like holding my breath on that. Right. <laughs> it would be a very happy miracle, um, but I'm obviously not gonna hold my breath on that. I'm gonna prepare for kind of like the worst. Um, but yeah, it's just not not enjoyable. <laughs> the worst. It's <laughs> the reality. Yeah, we watch MSNBC, and I, for people who don't know, I don't watch television, and I don't watch live television. I was gonna I, say, like, yeah, that's. I don't. Ever, deal for I you. don't ever watch live television. Um, we just streamed it anyway. So again, we we kind of like had it going and. I haven't watched really live news and anything because I try to be really unbiased and I get news from several different places. I don't just support like, oh, it's liberal, blah, blah, blah. I, just, I go everywhere to make up my own opinion. Um, so I felt like out of all, I mean, I know MSNBC is pretty uh, liberal, but it, it's a lot less messy than CSN, CNN, which always apparently CNN, all, is, CNN is always messy. Apparently, They were really messy last election. So I was like, oh, we don't take chance. We started off from PBS actually so pre-coverage okay. was like pbs and it was really cool because they're kind of like you know they're so chipper they were so like look at all the things that we're doing and reporting and then we switched over and then like at like 10 30 i kind of was like it's not yeah i, I was like it's not going well and then 11 30 i was like no it's it's not like she's just she's not gonna win like i knew in my heart of hearts yeah florida was at 95 percent, and they were like oh it's probably gonna Forking be red florida <laughs> and i was like okay well 
And in the moment, I think at 11.30, also called Marco Rubio for Florida. So when they called Marco Rubio yes. for Florida, oh, I knew that, that so Florida upset. was going to go red. So I yeah. was not... I was just like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to bed and good night and whatever. And then I kind of got up at 1.30. It was even worse. And I kind of went back to sleep. And then I got up at 3.30. And that's when they officially called it around that time. Um, she called and, and she succeeded. And I was kind of like, eh, okay, this is America. And David was kind of, we just kind of sat there. And we're kind of like, it's like, what do you say? What do you do? Like, what, what are we, what are the plans? You just feel, and I, I know a lot of people have been equating it to how they felt around 9-11 and to me I feel like it's not as strong for me because like lost lives actually visually on television to me was very difficult to deal with and I was a lot younger so I definitely had a lot of problems but Hurricane Katrina mm. was very similar it's a, it's worse <laughs> um, but it's very similar in terms of watching people again lose their lives on national tv mm-hmm. and having to deal with those feelings and process and um for me, it was really a lot of that, like just trying to understand what was happening, how are we going to deal with this, and um, how do we move forward? Because we have a child. It's not like we don't have a kid, so yes. we can't get up and you know. Just. I mean, we could technically. I could get up and go if I wanted to, but I'm, I don't have any interest in doing that right now. And um, just figuring out how do we navigate the world and raising our daughter around people when when it seems like the majority of the country dislikes her already. <laughs> yeah. Like they or they agree with someone or they support someone who dislikes her for just her being who she is well you know she's only almost two years old and there's already so many people who would look at her and say negative things and so that's the my process my brain is like uh because business wise i wasn't really i wasn't so super worried about it i know it wasn't until the end this is really what we're talking about in case you didn't understand what the topic was about (laughs) when you started listening we're gonna go more about the business side but i really wasn't super worried about business wise because we kind of started our business right after Obama got elected, but the economy was garbage. Yeah. So it didn't matter who was president. It just mattered that there was no money. So for us to have to build our business through that, I feel like that was like very difficult, especially services that nobody needed. Like nobody needed websites. Nobody really needed photography. People didn't need those things. Yeah. It wasn't an essential thing and people didn't have jobs or um, whatever the case. So I wasn't worried about business, but apparently the rest of the world was, and then it got... Real ugly on Facebook. So I, like, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, and I'm not going to say the name of this Facebook group because I don't want anybody to think that it's a bad place. It's normally not. Uh, We're both in it, and we have other friends in it, and it's normally a good place. But I was in there, and this um, woman kind of was just going off, and she was like, I can't believe that businesses are posting about the election. I can't believe that people who own businesses are saying anything about it. Like, you should just keep that stuff to yourself. You own a business. You need to be more it was, professional. Yeah, it was about, like, and it wasn't, it wasn't just, be private. yeah, like it was very like aggressive. Right. Yeah. So I wrote back and I was like, well, when you're a black queer woman, like that's not a possibility for you because you actually are who you are every day of your life. And I don't want any business from anybody that's not okay with who I am. Yeah. And of the, the support I got from that comment was like overwhelming. Like people were liking it. People were like coming in and saying like, I don't want any business from anyone who doesn't accept you for who you are. And, and just, you know, that sort of thing was the bigger, um, just like I feel like right. with our country, like majority of the people feel that way, but we still have those people that don't. And, you know, I don't want to say that somebody needs to say, Hey, I'm here and I'm whatever it is. And, um, like black or queer or whatever it is that you are, or these are my views or I stand with this. You don't have to say that, but I feel like it's, but to me, it's crazy to try to tell somebody, like, you, you, can't. you can't. Especially when a lot of businesses do, like, 
nobody's ever like if Chick-fil-A had those strong opinions on gay marriage and they're being conservative Christians and that's them and they're like suck it and deal with it nobody said oh you guys shouldn't talk about how you feel or Hobby Lobby or Forever 21 putting yeah and that's the thing is like I don't I don't eat Chick-fil-A I don't go to Hobby Lobby but I don't like stand outside and pick it I'm like they're yeah. a business and that you know you have like, they the can do right what they to, want to do to say what you want to say and do what you want to do. and I don't think anybody ever I mean yeah like some of like some of people are like oh that's lame I just won't go there yeah. nobody ever told them you don't have the right to say what you yeah. want to say and for her to be and I saw this in several groups it wasn't just that group I saw several people being like I just hate that I unfollowed so many people because they're talking about the election you unfollowed other peers of yours because they had opinions on something that affects the entire world. Well, and that's what <laughs> that's I feel ridiculous. like some people are not getting. And, like, honestly, unless you are a straight, cisgendered white male, the election and, and politics in general affect you. So when people right. say, oh, I don't like to talk politics, or I don't like to deal with politics, it's not politics, baby, it's life. Like, yeah. that that decides how parts of how you're going to live your life. Like, and that's you just the you reality. You don't have to, but I don't understand why you would dislike someone or think less of someone exactly. who is vocal about those things. Exactly. That's so weird to me. Well, and the thing is, is, like, I feel like a lot of people that are in those groups, obviously this person was a woman, and I'm like, this affects you. Like, depending on, you know, if you want to take birth control or if you have in the past and that sort of thing. And and even if, like, I think even if you're not, like, say, getting an abortion or using birth control, just, like, the access that you have to, like, good care. Because I know, like, with the whole fibroid situation that I've just dealt with, like, doctors do not know how to take care of women half the time. Like, they don't know what's happening. They don't So I'm like, we need, yeah, I'm like, we need it. Like, I'm not, I'm not even on birth control. But I'm like, I need them to learn a little bit more about women and how our bodies work and keep moving towards you know knowing that and being able to help us not working backwards um so it's like as a woman that affects her and and of course just the way that we're treated and you know ending rape culture and things like that which obviously this president that we're going to have is not keen on doing um so it's just crazy to me that she would be so aggressive about that yeah it definitely has to do with a lot of um inbred misogyny that comes indirectly especially towards women specifically not it it comes from women all over but i feel like it's less likely for women of color because they have to deal with being first of all you're a double minority all right just off the back if you rank up wait you're born and you're a woman and you're a person of color you're a double minority you're already starting way below more pierced and let alone if you're queer you just might as well like stop trying (laughs) in this world because over half of the people who aren't you these white cisgender males just try three just voted against your existence or voted in support of somebody that said that you are less than they are like you you know and i don't think people understand that I, you know, I get a lot of, and I've heard a lot of, oh, it's just politics, or you were mad because your candidate lost. It wasn't about a single candidate. For me, it wasn't about a single candidate, because there's no, first of all, in politics, there's never anyone that I'm going to agree with 150%. Politicians have to do shady stuff all the time. Unless you're Barack Obama, there's because no, I will stand I love Barack Obama, him. and I still don't love everything he did. <laughs> <laughs> I do love these memes, though, so keep making yeah. the memes, but, uh, you know... So it's not about the politician. It's about the fact that the person that won and what they stand yes. for and people who support them. And I don't think people understand. And what those people are doing I in think his people name. take the KKK as a giant joke in 2016, but you don't understand the representation that has to affect on people of color and LGBT people and, and women. And also, like, my grandmother lived through this already. I don't think she wants to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? I don't think people understand. They think, oh, that was so long ago. 
no like my grandmother and my aunts and my great aunts they're still alive <laughs> um they're not like they still remember they were there when they yeah, couldn't vote. i mean it wasn't that long ago that like black people and white people could even get married like oh yeah oh there's a wonderful movie about that yeah right i mean it's it's couple. it's just a lot of that was not i mean my mom remembers she was really young when martin luther king was shot but she remembers the day right. like she remembers your, your sitting on, like she remembers sitting <laughs> on the floor and looking at the screen and just being like i i can't believe this yes. is happening yeah it's like your your and mother, that's my mother not your like, grandmother not, not yeah. your great great grandmother so i think people need to understand that no Racism isn't 400 years old or like innately inbred 400 years old into our, our government, our system. This was only 50 years ago, less than 50 years ago in some cases, depending on what you really want to um, focus on. So I think a lot of people really need to understand and respect people's reactions to things. And I think that's the biggest I guess downfall for me is watching people disrespect everyone's reaction because it's just politics. It's like, no, it's never been it's my life. Just politics. I can't stop being black. My freedom. So, like, yeah. And I, you know, I understand like when you're running a business, I actually have a client who, when I started working with her, she's a black woman and she's here locally in Orlando. When I started working with her, I do her social media and, and I did her site and everything. And she's like, I don't want to put my picture on my site. I don't want anything to lead back to me because I don't want anyone. Today's episode is sponsored by Wink. So I'm a really big fan of wine, but I admittedly know nothing about it. I basically walk into the grocery store, normally Whole Foods, and I'm like, hey, what should I have? And I look around at pretty bottles and I'm like, this is a cute bottle. I like the shape of it. I like the design. I really like the typography in this situation. And that's pretty much how I decide, which, you know, sometimes can work out because occasionally I'm getting wine that's, you know, good and the price is just, uh, you know, a decent price. But other times it's like, I'm not getting the best wine that I could get for the dollar amount. And that's what I love about Wink is they really help you through that process of finding a wine that tastes delicious, it looks good on the outside, and the price is right. Yeah. Like, if anyone's ever been in the wine out at just Target, mm -hmm. it's overwhelming. So uh, what I love about Wink, which is an online personalized wine club, is that they allowed me to take an awesome test to get my palate preference so they know what kind of wine I like, and they gave me some options. I picked three options. I got complimentary wine from them that we are drinking right now, and it is... Forma de Vida. It's delicious. <laughs> it is so delicious. So like a white blend and the label, which they they partner with um, local artists to make the label. So this label is so gorgeous. All the Beautiful. labels are gorgeous. I mean... I'm a design snob. I'm a designer. So getting wine that looks cute. And we and can't decide good. which one we like the most. It's, no, they all, they're all beautiful and they're all delicious. <laughs> they're all great. Um, so you guys need to go to trywink.com backslash heart and hustle to save $20 off your first order of wine. And there's complimentary shipping on four bottles more. So that encourages you to drink more wine, which you should do because that's the kind of world we're living in right now. So to save $20 off your first order, visit trywink.com backslash heart and hustle. And then you can be living in wine land like we are. Go follow us on Instagram because we'll be drinking wine via social media for the next couple of days. Enjoy. Cheers. Everything. And she's like, I don't want to put my picture on my site. I don't want anything to lead back to me because I don't want anyone to know that I'm black. And I, like, I have not dealt with a client who had ever said that before. And I was like, but Casey, like, everyone loves you and you're awesome and you are black. So, right. you know, like, that doesn't change anything about your business or, you know, the product or anything like that. 
And um, it took me probably, like, the better part of four months, to be honest, to convince her to finally be okay with being, like, the front of her business. Like, being, like, the face. Like, I don't want to say the face of her business because her her, like, she doesn't have a lot of her own personality in her business, which is fine. Right. um, Because that's just how her business works, being a food product. Uh, But, like, before she was, like, I don't even want to, like work the shop like I want to always have somebody else there because I don't want anybody to know that I own it and I'm like how sad and upsetting is that that somebody would even feel as if that's what they need to do to like run a successful business and my thing is like you obviously you can never stop being who you are and we talk about authenticity in business all the time hashtag be authentic is everywhere all over the entire internet And it's like, then we have people in the same groups that are saying hashtag be authentic on their Instagram pictures are saying, oh, but don't actually talk about the fact that someone is trying to take away your rights or there's hate crimes going on. Like, don't talk about that because that's, that's not authentic for me. So you don't need to talk about it. Positive, which is also just like. Not everything in life is, unfortunately. I don't know what to tell you. Like, maybe people feel miserable and it's okay. People should talk about how they feel. And I don't think. We should be in the 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 thought of policing people on how they should speak about things that affect them directly. Like it's just so um, it's so bizarre to me to see people's reactions to this election, especially bloggers. More so, I mean, creative business owners or whatever, bloggers turned designers or turned um, consultants or whatever. A lot of those people, I don't, I don't personally, you know, care about their opinions for other things that have happened in terms of Black Lives Matter or other events in the world that have happened that made me been like, eh. You're a little, you know, you're a little shallow, so I don't, I really don't have any, you know, deep and further connection with you. I'm like, great, congratulations on your business. That's all I know about you, is that you have a business. I know nothing else about people. Like, I can tell you several people's favorite colors, or even their real names. Yeah. I know a lot of people who don't use their real names on their business, but take six, seven figures a month selling courses and everything, and don't use their real name. So I don't, like, to me, that's not the business that I run. That's not the business that I want to run. It's not the... This is why we started the podcast, because you, you needed to know a little bit more about me, and I didn't have time to blog about this every week. So I just want people to not police other people for being deeper than you decide to be. And, you know, I feel like I completely understand, like, at the end of the day, like, you run a business, you have to put food on the table, right? And, you know, you can't put yourself in a position... Obviously, like, I'm not telling you to go out and, like, start fights with people. Right. You know, that sort of thing. But I just think that people really need to know that they should have the freedom to be who they are in that space. And, you know, at the same time, like, I will say that I would not, like, the same stuff that I will put on my social media would not be what I would put on social media for 725 Creative. And it would not be what I would put on for um, Equal and Forever. Right. I won't get as into it there. But I did post on it. Um, I actually took a photo downtown um, and it said, now nah, I can't even think of what it said. Um, but it was like a rainbow flag and, um, it said something positive. Something about equality. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I, I just posted that on all like my business socials, like all my business social accounts. Um, just so it was kind of like, it's a very clear message. Like we're going to come together. We're going to move forward. We're going to get through this together. And this is a business that understands what you're going through and is here with you in the struggle and the fight. But obviously on stuff, and I'm very like. I'm out there on social media with my right. own name under Charisma O'Keefe. Like, it's out there. It's it's happening. I'm posting all the things. And so anything that was under my own name, like, yeah, I'm putting... I don't consider it personal. It's it's still business because I'm a business person. Yeah. Um, but And it, everything is public. But, yeah, I'm being outspoken about it. I'm talking about the things I'm doing. I'm I'm protesting. I'm, you know, being involved and, and 
just getting out there and doing any sort of things that I can do to help others and to help our nation, I'm not going to hide that and hide that part of myself because to me, that's a big part of who I am. And somebody that isn't okay with that part, I really don't think that that would be my target client. No. I really just don't. You know, somebody that wouldn't get like why I'm doing those things and why it's important to me uh, to fight for my own equality and for the equality of anyone in America that doesn't have it. Um, if, if they don't understand that, I don't think that I want to work with them. Mm, like probably not. And I think we said weeks ago that we, if you I'm vote for Trump, sure. probably don't listen, hire don't us. Don't or continue <laughs> listening to this podcast because you're going to be really disappointed. And you, if you <laughs> yeah. made it this way, 22 minutes into this episode, I mean, then God bless you. Yeah. If somebody is really that into Trump, I can't imagine what they would like about us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what about mm. us would be something that they would be like, oh, I want to listen to these these two. I, I don't I think don't they know. would. I think we stand for probably just about the opposite of everything that a really intense Trump supporter <laughs> uh, would oh find a value. So, and I'm fine with that. That's, I think that that's a good thing. It's my life. Is there any time, like, when it comes to business and posting on, like, anything that's under, I would say, like, Studio 404, because that's kind of more like the you instead of seminality. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you're like, I'll never post this, or I think this is the I right way to go about I, it. And this Do you have is any rules you for yourself, yeah, basically? personal rules. I am not the hugest fan of people, not like, if you talk about your divorce, that's fine, but I, I've had and watched bloggers basically decimate their own careers by putting their nasty affair or personal life business out there. And those things are, to me... I'm like, I don't care. And I don't think anybody else so cares. So is it, is it just like, if it's like a messy thing? Yeah, if or it's do messy, you, okay. I don't feel like I, and if it's not helping anyone or it's not helping my brand, like to me, if it doesn't fit, and to me, my brand is pretty wide open, but, um, and I'm married to my business partner. So if we got a divorce, it wouldn't be messy. We'd just be like, look, we still got this business. <laughs> Somebody got to make some money and this business is how we make our money. There are very few things that would really cut that tie of us having a business together. Um, so that wouldn't be very difficult. There are very few things that I don't, I have rules that I specifically don't talk about. I don't talk about, um, I will never repost a video of someone being murdered on my social media. That's just my personal, I'm not an activist in that way. Yeah. You do not need to I don't think that the people that are doing that are activists. (laughs) And I'm not trying to put down anyone that's doing it, but to me, like, I do not want to see black bodies being murdered. I do not want to see someone else's loved one. I have friends that have died And I think that there's some people that feel like they need to see it um to in, process to process or yeah. for like respect yeah. and it, like i just want to say like you do not need to watch that to um understand the situation to feel empathy for the situation and to to be to do something um to help change that situation you don't need to watch those videos i have seen one just because um you know obviously a lot of them play automatically oh, yeah. and so i've i've seen one on mistake and didn't know like what was about to happen the and moment it was, anything happens I'm now like, nope. yep I mean, now was, i i did the thing where i cannot autoplay anymore because i, I do not want that to see that was the rule with um and i probably i think jim foley the photographer who got beheaded by um isis and that auto playing all over Facebook. And the moment I saw a still, the moment I saw the still, I knew this was not ending well. So I just like got off Facebook. I think that week I didn't log in or whatever because everybody I know was reposting this video. And that was, you know, it wasn't pre-Black Lives Matter. This was post-Trayvon, but it was really before the movement kind of spearheaded a lot. And so that was the beginning to me of social media and people not having that blurred line between 
this is someone's this loved is one. Real. And this if you go back life. and if you have time to go back and watch the documentary about Jim Foley and his life and how his loved ones were affected by that, you will feel like a piece of garbage. Yeah. Like that really Well, and I think the other lives. thing is like I I do believe that I don't want to say like the media as a whole, but like there's something going on in which they're using those videos to desensitize, desensitize us yeah. uh, to seeing black people murdered. Or just any people being or murdered, any people, honestly. But and yeah, I mean, but... we've kind of slowly gone down the rabbit hole of being desensitized with just pictures. So remember, there was that girl who had that Porsche mm-hmm. or whatever, and she had driven it the wrong way into like a toll booth or something. I don't remember seeing those pictures on MySpace like 10 years ago. I remember being like... Yeah. Okay, and that's of course real. With, with the stuff that you know is in movies and stuff, but it's yeah, like that's that people don't life. realize. Like, like I think people have seen so much of that in like movies and TV, yeah. and they, they don't realize like Video that's games. fake. What we're seeing right here is real. This is this is real. Life. This is an actual human child. This is and someone's. Yeah, we don't know. need to be sharing or seeing I'm that. Okay with it. So, so I agree with not. That's definitely not that. what I would do. I am not always gonna be super vocal about a lot of things just because. I have to process things personally. And a lot of times I don't even know how to put together words that sound like intelligible te- intelligible thoughts to put out or I don't like the way that I would say something. So I personally have my own like powers like I'll talk to you, I'll talk to my other friends and we'll sit down, we'll talk about it. But I won't ever, like I haven't had a Twitter post or Instagram post. I don't do hashtags most of the time. I don't change my facebook profile picture for well, anything so yeah and you're not you're not super i don't want to say you're not open because you're open right but i'm but just not super not i'm not so about most things anyway like this yeah is all my everyday is not really like i don't share my everyday i'm just kind of like my own little i pick and choose i'm very curated on social media and if you know me i'm never gonna like the things that i say on this podcast is the same things you're gonna see and i talk about coffee i went to coffee with a new friend that i just met on friday and it's literally this podcast is what it sounds like this is what our conversation was so yeah I'm you not, would say you are so authentic on this podcast and it's very much just like having a conversation with you sometimes like, i forget that like i have to remind myself so i don't say like just basically the f-bomb <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only we're difference we're trying to keep our clean rating i'm trying. saying fork like uh, the good place on tv i oh love when she says that uh, yeah, so I the reason why I say that though is because I see a lot of people who are activists or who are really outspoken police other creatives about what they do when things happen, mm-hmm. especially people of color. They're like, oh, you should be talking about this person's murder, this person's murder. You can't do that because you don't know how people are feeling, you don't know what they're doing. They just like people have need time to grieve. I know yeah. a lot of people on Wednesday didn't even get up and get out of bed or they did get out of bed and they rolled over and it was like, nope, and got back into bed. And I know some friends that just posted on social media. And I'm not posting. Grace Bonnie of Design Sponge was like, I got nothing to say. I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but she basically was like, I am hurt right now. So um, don't police other creatives when, when stuff is happening. That's just my, like, I don't post a lot, but I also see a lot of people who get angry that other people aren't as vocal as they are and you just don't understand like just because someone is silent process in their own way and just because people are silent doesn't mean they're making moves behind the door you don't know where their money is going you don't know where they're create like where they're putting time in we put a lot of time volunteer work we do things all the time i'm not talking about all the time because not everybody needs to know about everything that i do but trust me i will not be quiet i'm not sitting down idle i'm putting plans in motion to try to help you know minorities and people affected by this election and try to help them build their businesses because that's what we do and now we're doing more so of a you know not really a 180 we're just saying hey this is what we do we need to make it better so that we can help other people build their businesses too so they're not caught off guard by 
the 2017 yeah. <laughs> the beginning of the four years or whatever so well and for me like I think that for me like I when I go through something that's difficult the first thing that I tend to do is write because uh for me personally it's just writing helps me kind of process and get through things so I'm kind of the opposite in that I will immediately be not immediately but, yeah, but basically you... I went to bed that like I said I went to bed that night at 1 30 already knowing like what was going to happen I didn't need to hear the announcement I woke up the next day and like I saw John off to work I was too tired to like get out of bed because I had stayed up so late right and um I looked at my phone like he like I was in bed and like he you know kissed me and like headed out the door and I slept for like another 30 minutes and then I looked at my phone and my phone was just full of notifications that looked horrible. Um, and so I literally just like took my blanket, put it over my head and just like sobbed for like a good three minutes of just like ugly crying. And then I got up and I was like, all right, time to get time to work. To go today. <laughs> and so from there, like I did whatever encouraging I could do with people on social media. Um, especially through Facebook because, you know, obviously I feel like there's a lot of pe- more people on there than I know personally. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, said the things I needed to say, try to keep it positive and, you know, kept it based in reality, but like that we can get through this. Um, and then I just started saying like, all right, so I'm going to need to step up my activism game and just started piecing the, the, the pieces together to do that. Um, but you know, I think that just in what my business is and who I am, I mean, this podcast is literally about us being women first, you know, like, and then also being people of color. Like, that's something that, I mean, when we started this podcast, we are like, Black History Month. Um, <laughs> I'm already. I <laughs> and we're prepping for, <laughs> I already you know, had so many plans. We're already Black ready History for it next year. And now I'm, like, twice as prepped. Exactly. And, so and, and I feel like, you know, with, with Equal and Forever, like, Equal and Forever is just all about, like, the LGBT community. And it's just about um, normalizing, uh, you know, gay marriage and LGBT marriage. Um, and that's the and whole right, purpose that I have that blog is for people to go there and be able to see like that love and how real it is and number one it's for people you know to be able to see themselves in that so when they go to these other wedding websites and they they cannot see themselves in that this is a place where they can see themselves but it's also for other people who are not in lgbt relationships or who are not in the lgbt community to be able to go and, and 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 again normalize it um and then with 725 creative like i feel like i i'm really blessed that i get to work with a lot of women and a lot of people of color just a lot of you know minorities in general not to say that i won't work with white men because i i will um and somebody that i work with often on 725 creative projects is my husband who is a white man um but i get to work with all sorts of people and i kind of get to decide who i want to work with and one of the things that we um are doing every year is we're kind of working with um one young artist and building them up and obviously i'm choose i chose who that was and you know i chose a woman of color because that's what I felt like I wanted to do. <laughs> that's what you, um, and so it's your business. And exactly. You so, so many parts of my business that's already ingrained in who I, cause it's who I am. And so my bit, like I don't want to have a business that isn't representative of who I am as a person. And I'm not saying anybody should run their business any particular way, but that's just for me. I just want to make it clear to anyone that if you are feeling like you need to compromise between those two, you don't like your people are out there who want to support you for being the person that you are and running your business the way you want while being said person. Um, it's definitely not only doable, but I, I feel like it's it's the best way to run your business. Yeah, I definitely agree. And also, like, if 
And people have to understand if you, if someone being vocal turns you off, then that's not the person you want to support. And that's fine, but like, don't, I don't, like, nobody cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there are definitely businesses that I don't support because of the, the hate that they have or the things that they support. And I just don't. Like, I don't go on and on and on and on and on and be like, hey, I'm not going this place because, you know, they hate gay people. I hate them too. You know, and that, yeah. where does that get you? It doesn't really get you anywhere to try to police what other people do. Just silently be like, hey, I'm not going to support you no more and just move on. Like, you can't make anyone stop doing stuff on behalf of business and then trying to be... And what's interesting to me and why I think it's funny that people post those things in Facebook groups, because they'll never tweet that. Ever. <laughs> You're never yeah. going to post it on Instagram, ever. You're going to put it on Facebook group because you think it's private and when there's usually like 10,000... Thousands 3,000 yeah. 10,000 members in it, but whatever. It's private and nobody can see it. Um, the same thing happened and I'm in like some travel groups and there were some discussions and they, they got heated. Of course it's going to get heated because it's politics. But respecting other people is just like, I don't, I, I just don't understand how, why that, I don't know why that conversation started. Like, to me, that's so, it's so bizarre that it happened. It was mm-hmm. bizarre to me that a lot of people agreed. And then, it, like, with the people who disagreed, they kind of just got quiet. Yeah. You like it? Well, we'll wrap what? this up because all I have to say is what the fork America, <laughs> back to, back to the beginning where we started. Um, but just know that if you're listening to this podcast, we're here for you. We're going to get through the next four years together. We uh, we're going to come out stronger for we're it. putting and resources in this episode. One that I like learned about today was together list. That is like a list of all of the charities you can support. Yeah. And our first and I'm really, is about charity. Yeah. Let's say, so and I'm really, I'm really big into rain. So if you're looking for a place to start, that's a great place to yeah. start, but th- we have a whole bunch of them to yeah. let you guys know about. Um, but if you're listening and you want to follow along with us on Facebook and Instagram, we're at Heart and Hustle Podcast. Um, if you want to tweet at us, we're at Heart Hustle Pod. And you can use the hashtag Boss So Hard to show us what you were up to this week. Show us how you're dealing with all of the post-election stress uh, while you're balancing those awesome businesses like the badasses that you guys are. And I said a curse word. I was trying not to. Um, and then also, <laughs> if you want to hop over to iTunes and leave us a review, we would very much appreciate it. We love you guys, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.